0: A college basketball podcast for fans, by fans. Hey, this is Stephen Hartzell, host of College Sports Now. Join us throughout the season when we talk hoops with some of the biggest names in the game. Coaches, writers, players, we'll go coast to coast. We'll give you some of the best college basketball content as only we can on CSN. Follow along on Twitter, at Now tweets. And don't forget, you can subscribe to College Sports Now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Well, hi, everybody. This is John Cox. Welcome into another edition of Inside of Southern Miss Athletics, our weekly look kind of behind the scenes of what's going on in Golden Eagle Athletics. Got a good show for you today. Going to visit, as we always do, at first with our director of athletics, Jeremy McLean, spend some time with our women's softball coach, Natalie Poole, and spend some time with the skipper of our Golden Eagle baseball team, Coach Scott Berry. So, good show. Sit back and listen as we go inside. Southern Miss Athletics and Jeremy McLean is our first guest today and Jeremy if you would just talk a little bit about what's going on in athletics a good time right now both the men and the women win the regular season championships in basketball in their first year in the Sunbelt Conference both softball and baseball off to pretty good starts so uh, a lot of good
2: things going on right now. Yeah it really is John you know it's uh, as we've talked about several times a busy time of year for us and so we got a lot of opportunities and and I think um, you hit on it I think I think one of the most exciting things that's happened this year is is uh men's women's basketball both winning uh regular season titles and, and so just a huge step something is obviously not easy to do and uh just very grateful that uh, for our coaches and our players who who've uh worked tirelessly to put us in a position uh to be successful and, and really the way the conference tournament in the Sunbelt is set up uh being being a, one of those top 4 seeds is really important because you're talking about a double bye and and, and you get a bye into the quarterfinals and so, uh, to win a to win a conference championship, you know, you know, you need to win three games, and, and so that's a that's a, a big deal, and and uh, so putting our, not only winning the regular season title, but putting ourselves in the best position possible uh, to win the tournament, which obviously um, guarantees a, a berth in the NCAA tournament. So, just great opportunity there from a the standpoint of uh, uh, success on the, on the hardwood, and then a great opportunity for our fans to see our teams compete. Uh, down in Pensacola at the conference tournament, uh, at the end of this week. You know, it really kind of sets up well. If you're a fan, women play on Friday, men play on Saturday. If they both win, they both play on Sunday. And so great opportunity to go in and, uh, go, go down there and support our program. So really excited about that. Uh, as you said, ton of other things happening around campus. We've got, you know, softball, who had another great weekend. Natalie Poole and her staff done a great job get off to a great start. They're 12 and 1 right now. Um, and just really, really have played well and, and, uh, you know, we'll have some even greater challenges here in the near future as we continue through our non-conference play, but, uh, feel, feel really good about what we've seen there and, uh, and then baseball, five and two off to a really good start. I've uh, had great crowds uh, for for um, you know we had an opportunity to really play all seven games at home at this point and have great crowds throughout and uh, you know a lot of encouraging things there. we got a lot of new faces sort of things that I know the coaches will continue to figure out, but uh, really encouraged by what we've seen. Uh, out of some of those new faces, and so, uh, and then we, I don't want to leave out uh, beach volleyball. Opened up this past weekend, and and um, just had a great first weekend out. Uh, great competition, great weather uh, for their first tournament, and, and really took care of business. So they're off to a great start, best best start in um, the history of the program. And so, just excited about what's happening around campus, and and um, you know, really really looking forward to you know the next month or two, an opportunity for us to continue. To to have a great year and and especially this first year in a Sun Belt, you know, opportunity to really kind of solidify ourselves as. Uh, a program that's going to be really good across the board.
1: Let me go back to basketball for just a moment. The two teams, men and women, kind of did it differently. The men got off to a great start and just kind of kept the momentum going the entire year. The Lady Eagles had to fight through some early season injuries and some ups and downs, but the last month or so of the season, they played about as well as anybody.
2: Yeah, you're right. They did with different routes there, certainly. The men got off to a great start, uh, fought their way into first place. Um, and and then took care of business there at the end. And, and the ladies who kind of were in a position where even going into that last weekend, um, you know, it was a lot of there were there were a multitude of teams tied in the first and second spots in the league. And so you know, they won five straight uh, down the stretch, which is not easy to do. And and several of those on the road. And so just just really proud of them. They fought through some injuries. Uh, you know, work through some challenges throughout the year, and really are playing their best basketball. So, uh, you're right; different paths to get there, but I think both in a really good position as we head into conference play.
1: Talk a little bit more about uh, beach volleyball. I know we've talked about that a whole lot on this uh, podcast, but uh, there's a program that quietly is kind of working their way into the national conversation, having a lot of success.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, anytime you start a program, you know, they're they're growing pains and challenges, right? And and so a few years back, we we. Um, we decided to uh, hire a coach specifically for our beach program early on we were our, our indoor program and our beach program you know shared coaches and shared shared some student athletes and we really felt like to be competitive we needed to to make some changes there and so we we invested and hired a hired a coaching staff uh, on the beach side continue to increase our scholarship allotments on on the beach side to get to a place where uh, we could recruit the way we needed to. Um, And and so really I've I've been able to take some significant steps and and, uh, have a great facility. People want to come play here. It's a great atmosphere. And so trying to continue to, um, you know, give the resources to Coach uh, Sean Taylor and his staff that they need um, to try to be competitive at, at a high level, and and it is like I said when you when you start a program, they're growing pains, and you, you don't always get to start the way you want to. Sometimes you kind of have to ease into that, and and so we've tried to find ways to continue to do that, and uh, you know really excited about that continued growth, and I think. Uh, you know, I think we're in a good place now and, and we'll continue to get better. And it's a sport that's new enough, at least in the NCAA structure
1: of things, that it's easy. There, there's no teams that have already been really good at it. Everybody's kind of started out from the same spot, and that gives the lead Eagles a chance to jump right in there.
2: Yeah, it, it is different, right? You know, there are limited uh, teams in, in, across the country, although becoming much more popular. Um, there are limited teams across the country, and like you said, so give us an opportunity to compete. Um, at a high level. I think one of the best things that's happened to us is the Sun Belt, uh, sponsoring beach volleyball and us getting into a league that makes sense for us and, and, uh, that mirrors what we're doing in other sports. And so I think that's going to be really good. I think, I think the Sun Belt has a chance to be a really good beach volleyball league. And, and again, that will continue to grow as well as we move forward.
1: We are visiting with our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean, as we continue to go inside Southern Miss Athletics. Uh, talk about some of the other things that are going on. Track and field is going on right now. Uh, spring football has started uh, again at Southern Miss. So one of those times where, boy, you look around, there's something going on. It seems like every part of the day, every day of the week.
2: Yeah, it really is. And, it, and it's, a, it's a taxing time for staff and, 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 you know, for everyone involved. But it's also a really enjoyable time because, you know, again, we're getting opportunities to – especially when you're winning, you know, there's a whole lot of, a whole lot of fun involved in that. But as you said, you know, not to, not to um, miss on spring football, that which started last week and, and uh, coach Hall I had a chance to visit with coach Hall a little bit please pleased with the first few days out. And we'll be, we'll be talking about scrimmages and promoting scrimmages before we know as, as we get towards the end of March, early April. And so, um, you know, just a lot going on. You talk about golf and tennis who are also having their own level of success and And uh, we just, you know, uh, we're playing almost every sport, you know, in some way at this point in the year, and uh, maybe with the exception of volleyball and, and cross country soccer. Everybody else, you know, if you think about spring football and, and all the other sports are in their competition season. So it's a busy time, And and uh, but, again, just a great opportunity and a fun time of year.
1: Let's get back again to basketball for a moment. D- D- Jay Ladner, of course, did not have the kind of success he wanted to a year ago, only won seven games, but went out and uh, found some new parts to the puzzle. Are you surprised at the success that basketball
2: had? Well, I think this. I mean, I obviously at the end of the year felt like um, – Jay needed an opportunity to get it right and felt. And I was confident in him that he could get it done You know, but to say that I thought we'd be able to turn around and win a regular season title, I'm not sure that I saw that, to be honest with you. I just – I knew we we had a chance to be better, and and Jay had not had a chance to recruit in the way he wanted to and needed to. And so to be able to go out and kind of flip the roster and and, and make some some significant changes, I think, shows that Jay was willing to do some hard things, willing to make some hard decisions and do some hard things to get us to where we needed to be. And so I think sometimes uh, one of the things you can't account for – uh, always is chemistry, and I think this program, this roster, you've got a re- bunch of really good people um, trying to you know, chase the same goal. And I think when you do that, I think anything is possible, and I think that's what we saw with this group. They're obviously very talented, um, but, but great chemistry, pulling for each other, uh, you know, a level of kind of unselfishness that is hard to replicate. And I think that's been the biggest difference uh, with, with this group, and, and, and Jay and his staff have done a great job of getting them in the right position to be successful.
1: Unselfishness is the word I was sitting there thinking about. It's the most unselfish team I think I've ever seen, and and I've never seen one that really everybody roots for one another. It doesn't really matter to them who's out there playing as long as the Golden Eagles win. Yeah,
2: I think this group it kind of uh, really is a great reflection of Southern Miss because I'll tell you this, I mean, I, I think they all play with a bit of a chip on their shoulder, uh, for various reasons, and, and I think you know, as as a as a, a institution, we 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 take that approach too. I know I, I I grew up that way. I think probably Coach Ladner grew up that way, you know, and throughout his coaching careers, always had something to prove, and and so I so I think these guys. Uh, I think there's a level of that 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 really gives us an opportunity to to go out and sometimes play you know play uh, at a, at at the next level and and, and play with some le- some grit and intensity and and uh, you know just that chip on the shoulder. So yeah, I think uh, I think they embody what Southern Miss is, um, and I think that unselfishness is a big part of that because they're they're playing for each other and they're playing for a common goal, and that is to prove people wrong.
1: And it's interesting too, and there may be other teams around the country in this situation. But you've got two people in Jay Ladner and Joy Lee Ellis who played basketball at Southern Miss. This is their alma mater, and now they're leading their teams to championships. I'm not sure that uh, scenario is. Uh, you find that a lot of place around the country.
2: Yeah, you don't you don't see that often, right? You do. You have people who are coaching at, at their alma mater, certainly, but. Uh to to have this level of success uh with two coaches who who played here more of the uniform i think is very very special and uh it, it obviously matters to them it matters to the people who, who care about them, and, and so I think that brings a uniqueness to it that is just hard to, hard to, to replicate in other ways, and, and uh, I, I do think it, I think it matters, and um, it doesn't always work out that way, but I think we're very fortunate to be in that position.
1: The uh, conference tournament, as you mentioned, only about three hours down the road from Hattiesburg in Pensacola, Florida, I would suspect that I'd be disappointed if there weren't a lot of Golden Eagle fans there. I think they're going to come from all parts of the country to watch the Golden Eagles in the late. Eagles
2: play yeah, I think so and 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 I think we're gonna have a great crowd and as I mentioned John you know I think the the timing and the schedule if you will really us playing kind of late in the week and over the weekend gives us a great opportunity to get people down there and so really excited about the folks in the panhandle coming out to see us people from the coast making the trip over people from Hattiesburg and Jackson you know it's a it's a pretty easy drive and, and just really excited about uh, representing uh, people coming to represent our programs and represent us the right way and show up in mass and so you know my hope is that we can create a type of home court advantage there and really really help pull our men and women's teams through
1: not that you need more things on your list of things to do with all the things that are going on with our athletic teams, but what are some things on your agenda over the next uh, couple of weeks or so? Yeah,
2: as often, you know, I say this when we talk about this a lot, and the, the big ticket items don't don't always change. You know, it's about fundraising, it's about – Facility improvements. It's about trying to improve our student athlete experience. Uh, things we're working on as we start thinking about the budget for next year. This time of year, as so we start a budget planning process, and what can we do better? How can we shift around uh, resources and personnel in a way that that you know we just have to be efficient? And so that's the focus for us right now is trying to continue to improve uh, as we look towards next year and begin the budget process. What efficiencies can we create to try to maximize what we have? And, and so I think that'll that'll be a big part of what we do here over the next couple of months.
1: One of the sad things, though, is we're saying goodbye to a guy that's been a lot to Golden Eagle Athletics over the last few years and Jeff Mitchell. Congratulations to him going to become the athletic director at Ball State. We'll miss Jeff. He did a lot of things I don't think the average fan realized he did to help elevate Southern Miss Athletics. Yeah, and, I, and Jeff
2: and I have had this conversation a lot. First of all, extremely appreciative. Uh, excited for him and and you know knew it was just a matter of time before he got the right opportunity and so uh, Ball State you know made a wise decision they've got a a great man coming to to lead their program you know I think with Jeff he and I kind of joke about it Um, you know when you're in that number two spot as I was years ago you know there's a lot of things that just kind of end up on your desk that you have to figure out how to handle and and You know, part of that is trying to handle it before it gets to the AD's desk sometimes and and knowing when to take it to the AD. And so Jeff's done a great job of, of really helping run the day to day here within the department and we'll definitely miss him. And uh, but know that he'll do great things at Ball State. All
1: right, Jeremy, thanks as always for giving us uh, kind of a look behind the scenes. Thanks for all you're doing uh, for Southern Miss, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, John. All right, Golden Eagle Athletic Director, Jeremy McClain taking us inside Southern Miss Athletics. When we come back, we'll talk women's softball with Natalie Poole. Natalie stops by to visit. When we come back, this is Inside Southern Miss Athletics. Your one-stop
0: for all college sports is the Varsity app and the brand-new Varsity Network website, thevarsitynetwork.com. Keep up with your favorite teams and the rest of college sports, no matter where you are, with thevarsitynetwork.com. Live and on-demand broadcasts, your favorite college-centric podcasts, with stories and video around college sports and your favorite teams. Be sure to download the Varsity app and check out the brand-new Varsity Network website, thevarsitynetwork.com.
1: And welcome back, everybody, as we continue to go inside Southern Miss Athletics. Going to turn our attention to softball, women's softball, here at Southern Miss and visit with the first-year head coach, Natalie Poole. Natalie, great to have you with us, and uh, let's talk about the great start your young ladies have uh, gotten off to here. Uh, What what do you kind of attribute that to, and what excites you about the way they've played here early in the season?
3: I definitely um, attribute the success so far to... Preparation, um, you know, I think they play more confident whenever they feel prepared. And, and I think in a lot of ways, you know, we try to get them prepared for parts of the game that were going to require mental toughness and adjustments as well as physical parts of the game that we're going to require us to execute some things. And so while I know that we're not exactly where we need to be, we're taking steps forward and I'm really pleased with the efforts that the girls are giving.
1: And it looks like uh, that uh, it's a great team concept. I mean, everybody helping everybody else and everybody behind everybody else. And so that's uh, that's lent a lot of uh, part to that success, I think.
3: Absolutely. We've used every single person on our team at this point to contribute in different ways from someone starting on the field to someone coming in late in the game for some defense that we want to see or base running to pinch hitting to any of those things. I've really been able to count on every single aspect athlete, and I hope that they feel that what they are contributing is is valued because I want them to know that.
1: Talk about, I think our folks have probably heard you some talk about this some, but talk about your philosophy when it comes to softball and where that sort of came from over the years that you've been involved with the game.
3: Um, I definitely um, believe in doing things uh, from a transformational perspective, like I definitely care about our student athletes, and I want them to know that I care about them, and um, and I play that out every day. We show love to them. We show concern for them. We care for them more than just an athlete. And, you know, it was really important that we build that trust and that we show that we want to impact them in all ways to be better humans, to be better teammates, to be able to find success at a high level. And so we just began investing in that. And so my hope is that when soon athletes walk away from this program, that they feel that they understand what it's a part, um, what it's like to be a part of a team, how to contribute, how how to play their role to the best of their ability, how to be a good human, and how to contribute in all ways.
1: You've been with us before on this uh, podcast. Talk about your assistants, and are the assistants that kind of buy in to your overall strategy? Do they have some different things uh, maybe where they differ from the head coach that they kind of bring to the table? Talk about that dynamic with your coaching staff.
3: I would definitely say that from – an offensive perspective regarding Aaron, who heads up our offense. He does a really good job of kind of. Um, centering things to be really productive for the time that we have and also finding solutions whenever we're not managing certain things well and adjusting plans mid-game. So daily he's working on building swings and proper swings and proper movements but when it comes to game planning and adjusting and things like that he's also working on that and so um, he and I have made a great team I believe in terms of that. I think we're sharing the same information we see the same things Um, we're thinking the same things with regards regards to like when we want to pinch it or we want to do some things that are a little bit different. I work at third base so I'm the one that's calling some of the strategy of how we're manufacturing runs and things like that um, and I think that our communication in those moments has been a good as well just in terms of how we generate runs and then Izzy has also been a factor with regards to that. She's She was a hitter herself, and she understands hitting, and she's really bought into the things that are being taught. And I think in some ways she's done some of those things historically whenever she played. And so it's been really fun to kind of teach her that, and, and she is a great kind of assistant to a, um, Aaron when it comes to the offensive piece as well. How about
1: you? Growing up and coming up through the ranks of uh, women's softball, who were some of the coaches that you sort of uh, took a little summer from them and a little something from them to, to kind of get the philosophy you have today.
3: Absolutely. Um, you know, just different people that I've, that I've crossed paths with have had some insightful things regarding swings. Like, you know, a coach just referenced a, a book for me just regarding biomechanics of swings. And, um, you know, I've talked to the weeklies over at Tennessee just about lineup building and, you know, how they generate that and some of the things that they've taught. I've, I've talked to, um, alongside many pitching coaches, kind of the same thing, like Courtney, who's at Arkansas, and some of the ways that she builds bullpens to – you know, Megan Smith, who's at Longwood, and she was a, a fantastic pitcher when she was in college, and just kind of talking about how she built some arm speed and things like that. So, I think that for me, I've just tried to find out what has worked for people who have found success in those particular areas to see if one, if, if what I'm doing is the right thing for our athletes, um, how to find solutions when they're struggling, and not from a mental perspective, because I think that I've worked long enough to be able to kind of manage that piece of it, but sometimes, you know, fixing flaws as we kind of are always trying to do is how do we, help someone where they are get a little bit better and so I definitely am always considered myself a student of the game and I don't think that I know it all and so um, I spend time a lot in the off season and even prior to season just kind of picking people's brains to figure out like what they might be doing that might be better or very relatable to my athletes.
1: We are visiting with our head women's softball coach here at Southern Miss Natalie Poole nice enough to sit down with us today take us inside Southern Miss Athletics. Has the game And the philosophies of the game changed since you started playing uh, as a young woman or are they pretty much the same or or has the game changed a lot?
3: The game has changed a lot in a lot of different ways. Um, I would definitely say like even from the time that I played, we were using the white softball. It was definitely a pitcher's game. And then um, they backed up the mounds. They changed the ball to become more of an offensive game. And it's been an offensive game for a while. And um, And I think that now they're trying to figure out ways to loosen the rules regarding pitching to try to make it a little bit more of a pitching game. And so I think there's always kind of this evolution of the sport to try to figure out how to balance things, how to make it very entertaining for fans and, um, and all of that. And so um, – It's definitely changed in a lot of ways that way. I think there's also a lot more concern and care for people who have analytics and the understanding of how you can use that information. And so um, there's a lot of great tools that are out there for us to be able to gather information. And then we have to sit and say, okay, like, do we have the staff to be able to manage this so that we can get the best information from what we're gathering? And so we do our best to gather information and data so that we can turn around and share it with our athletes and um, so that they understand where they are, what needs to be better, so that we can better develop them, because it creates plans for us. And that's really what we use it most for.
1: Analytics is a word you hear quite a bit in, in all the sports nowadays. Are are you a believer in that, or have you come around and started to believe in that a little mm-hmm. bit?
3: I definitely have. I think one of the main things is that, um, that I haven't used sometimes as much as others is because... Uh, we didn't have the manpower and the staffing to be able to support it. And so to do all the things that we have to do, plus that it takes a whole nother level of time and space to be able to do that and do it effectively. So I, along the way, have gathered the information that I feel like I can manage. And so I'm definitely a believer of it. I think it's helped us from a scouting perspective. I think it's helped us from um, like now I can go into a program and I can see like, 80 to 100 swings or takes of an athlete at the plate in a matter of, you know, five minutes where I would have to watch game after game after game to see this kid come to the plate just maybe three times. And so, you know, I think for that, I think we're seeing the benefits of of that. And then also being able to send the information to our athletes so they can see what those good swings look like. And um, so that way they can play those in their mind.
1: But as great as analytics and numbers and things like that are, it's still... Kind of a game you gotta go after and have that natural ability to to do the right things.
3: Absolutely. I think for us we use it for development and assessment and then from there like we've gotta make sure that we're doing what we can to prepare. And then when it comes to game time, it's about competing. It's about having a good plan and I think that's important too. And those plans come from information and then you gotta live it out. And then you gotta feel some things and then you gotta swing the bat to be able to feel timing sometimes and you gotta just see, you know, what's happening and you've gotta be good. To, um, and have some adjustability in the moment. And so it is about showing up and playing with a good plan.
1: When you guys get into Sunbelt Conference play, what do you know about the Sunbelt as a softball conference and maybe some of the teams you'll see this year?
3: Sunbelt's an absolutely respected conference in this nation. Um, you know, just sitting outside of the Power Five, I mean – They are right there. Like, you know, UL Lafayette, um, they are hovering and have hovered around the top 25 and maybe even started the season as a top 25 team. And we actually open up with them. Um, We're real lucky to be able to have them at home, which will be great. But, you know, they're really good. South Al had some really, really great years. Texas State, um, those schools went um, into postseason with at-large. This is a conference where we can get some at-large bids. Troy's had a couple fantastic years recently. And, um, and then you bring in teams like Marshall and then, um, who's also competed well. And then JMU, who just a couple of years ago was in the world series. And, and then you just keep adding and stacking. And so it's definitely going to be a tough conference, no doubt about it. And definitely a conference I'm proud to be a part of.
1: Visiting with our head women's softball coach at Southern Miss, Natalie Poole. Nice enough to share some time with us today as uh, the Lady Eagles are underway with their softball season. And, uh, You're just at the beginnings of first few weeks of the season. But are you kind of liking what you're seeing out of one, the crowds, but also your team?
3: Yeah, I'm really appreciative of the people who have taken the time to come watch us play at home, and um, it matters. People in the seats matter, and the girls really appreciate the support, um, and that's been pretty great. And then, and I know that in our conference, like we're going to be able to pull in some good crowds just because some of them are pretty regional teams, which is going to be really fantastic because a lot of teams travel with a crowd as well—not just family members, but some community support. Um, so that's been pretty awesome, and it has been nice to open up at home. You know, when I was at Memphis as we spent the first three weeks away and then came home the next three weeks. And so it's been a long time since I've opened up a season at home. And really, honestly, I've enjoyed it a tremendous amount and really thankful to have been able to do that. And I know we wear out our support staff so much because there's a lot going on here right now with baseball and basketball and beach volleyball and all of that, and I really appreciate their help.
1: But those young kids who do that love to do it, don't they? I mean, they don't mind working those long hours and do a great job. They really put themselves in the middle of all that
3: absolutely you know they it's nice to be around people who are hungry Um, to be a part of athletics and to do their best work. And it just creates some really positive things for our athletic department and just seeing them grow, get better, get experience, and um, understand what the world of athletics is about.
1: Talk about the the schedule a bit. You're just a couple of weeks into the start of the season. Uh, When will Sunbelt Conference play start? And in between, who are some teams that might be coming to Hattiesburg?
3: Sure. Um, So for the next couple of weeks, um, you know, well, this weekend we'll be away. We play Alabama tomorrow at their place, and then we head over to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech, Kennesaw State, and Brown. And then we return back home. We'll play Southeastern at home. We'll play Ole Miss at home in the next couple of weeks. And then after that, we get started with Sunbelt play in about three weeks, and we'll open up here at home against uh, UL Lafayette.
1: What about being on the road? Obviously, uh, everybody seems to play well at home. The road's a little tougher. What makes it tougher, and how do you kind of adjust to that?
3: Um, What makes it tougher is that you just kind of are out of your element. These kids are carrying schoolwork with them, trying to manage that, and the fact that they are missing class and missing some of the things that they are here. Um, We're constantly moving and traveling, and so there's some fatigue that comes along with travel. And then also going into somebody else's yard and – and uh, trying to take some wins from them and so there's always the challenge of playing in a home environment for someone else and so I think this is a good challenge for us I think the teams that we're going to play this week are really going to put us to the test and I hope that we meet it um, with um, a good mentality and aggressive mentality just to, the desire and the want to continue to do something greater than what they've done before.
1: Well I know you and your ladies have brought a lot of excitement back to softball at so there are a lot of people talking about softball out in the community and other sporting events so keep up a good work have a great week and we'll have you on again real soon
3: thank you john all right
1: that's natalie Poole, our head women's softball coach here at southern miss nice enough to give us some time today take us inside southern miss athletics when we come back we will visit with the baseball coach scott berry a conversation i had with scott following this weekend series with illinois we'll visit with scott when we come back right after this this is inside southern miss athletics
4: Let's jump
0: into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. From the first pitch to the final out. And the Ole Miss Rebel! your national champion! we've got your college baseball fix dial in for the latest news and nuggets about the dudes on the diamond from the boys who know it best take a trip around the bases with us kyle schasperger david khan and michael serber as we journey toward omaha we've got the inside scoop even on raccoons my redneck took over and i just i just reached down and grabbed it climb aboard by searching college sports now
1: Hi, everybody. John Cox, and welcome back as we continue to go inside Southern Miss Athletics. I had a chance to catch up with Golden Eagle head baseball coach Scott Berry following this past weekend series against the fighting Illini of the University of Illinois. Here's that discussion with Scott about Golden Eagle baseball. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue to go inside Southern Miss Athletics. Going to turn our attention to Golden Eagle baseball. The Golden Eagles getting ready as we speak to take on Mississippi State up at Trustmark Park in Pearl on a uh, Tuesday night, but back in action again this weekend for the Golden Eagles as well. John Cox, joined by head coach Scott Berry, and uh, Scott will. Let's talk first, I guess, about the, the past weekend, the weekend series against uh, the University of Illinois. What, other than the Fact that they were able to win two out of three. What sort of stood out for you in that weekend series?
4: Uh, you know, honestly, John, that we still have a lot of unknowns and and how to use them. You know, I think this is going to be an ongoing process that that we do and with our guys still trying to learn them. I know people are going to say, well, what was the fall for and what was the pre spring was for? Well, those were all what what I call periods to try to get our philosophy in. But when you start factoring in 5,000 people and how kids react to that and the anxieties that come into them and how it affects them, you know, now they're going to have to learn and grow from that. And I think that's what we've seen from some of the new guys, particularly at this level. They uh, they seemed a little bit overwhelmed. Um, and so moving forward, you know, I think that's one thing with the Illinois series – uh, our bullpen, we've got to get a lot better there. And, you know, that's what we were so good at last year. I mean, we were good at in the starting pitching, but we had a lot of bullets uh, that we knew that we could go to and knew what we were going to get. We're, we're in that in that situation right now where we're still trying to learn those guys and and who are the guys that need to be in there in those situations
1: and uh, of course people realize i mean there's some new faces it takes some time sometimes but uh, still a lot of veterans and i know you count on those veterans to, to kind of teach those young guys about southern miss baseball yeah
4: and you know some of those veterans are are struggling too you know so they've got to be man enough to put their own feelings aside and their. Their, their own problems aside and say, hey, this is part of part of it, and I'm going through it, and, you know, we're going to go through it together as, as we try to become the best team we can. And Illinois, a team that's
1: going to be right in the thick of things for the Big Ten title, though. so, I mean, a good baseball team came out of this weekend. Yeah,
4: you know, I don't know much about the Big Ten. I know the teams, but haven't played those teams very much. But, you know, I really like Illinois' offense. I think they had really good arms. Uh, they're starting pitching on Friday and, and Sunday. Where those two guys were very similar. You know, we got to the Saturday to guy a little bit. But, you know, the bullpen for them is a little suspect, too. I think they're young in and there, and, and there's some unknowns as, as well. But offensively, you know, they were really tough to pitch to. They really grinded out some at-bats against us. They got some key two-out hits. Uh, it seemed like they ran our pitch counts up. They fouled and extended at-bats. And and we were in a lot of three ball counts, John, and and that's what we have to stay away from. And when you looked at those pitch counts, particularly the starters on Friday and Sunday, their starters uh, their starters pitch counts were low, ours were high.
1: What about some of the guys that stood out? Uh, who who kind of stood out in your mind for the Gold Eagles this past weekend?
4: Well, I thought Etzel had had a good game, uh, you know, a good weekend. And Slade Wilkes, unfortunately, pulls a hamstring yesterday, so. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but Slade looked like he had started to find his, his rhythm there. Uh, those two guys, I thought, swung the bat particularly well for us. And how
1: about on the mound? Uh, you had a few good uh, performances, maybe not up to your standards or maybe up to coach Oz's standards, but a few guys, particularly some young guys for the first time pitch well for
4: you. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I really like Trey And so, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out, you know, how, how he's going to play in this thing, just like all the other guys. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, John, where we're just, Kind of work in progress as as we go through this, trying to figure them out.
1: And, and you're not the only team. I mean, that's not unique to the Golden Eagles. A lot of teams, good and bad, have to kind of work through things here the first couple of
4: weeks. You do, you do, and you know, hope it's not at the expense of of losing baseball games. And and sometimes they are. But you got to you got to get put guys in there and give them opportunities to to hopefully succeed and, and hopefully not fail.
1: Another good crowd over the weekend or crowds over the weekend at Pete Taylor Park. Great great atmosphere. That sometimes I think maybe gives the opposing team a lift. They're not used to playing in front of big crowds. All of a sudden they got a lot of people
4: watching them. Well, play. you know, out to Illinois, several of their players and coaches just said, you know, what a great atmosphere, love this place. And certainly, uh, you know, our, our people embrace baseball here at Southern Miss and, and the whole state of Mississippi. So, you know, when, when when an opponent comes in here, if it's the first time or the 20th time, they know when they leave here that this is a good baseball atmosphere.
1: We are visiting with the head baseball coach of the Golden Eagles, Coach Scott Berry, as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. All right, let's talk about individually. Start uh, pitching-wise. Who sort of stood out for you for the Eagles this past weekend?
4: Well, you know, obviously I thought we uh, – Tanner Tanner wasn't Tanner on Friday night. You know, he he, uh, he got roughed up a little bit there. He, I think he covered his five innings but gave up five runs and – and that's just not him, you know, gave up two home runs, and which tells you his ball's not sinking adams on on Saturday got his pitch count up, he only went four innings, had a lot of pitchers had to come in from out of the bullpen to to uh to help win that baseball game and then Maza on Sunday, you know the first inning we fall behind two to nothing. he strikes out the first two guys, gives up base hit to their three hole hitter who was a really good hitter all weekend. And then we go back to back walks to, to, to load the bases. And then, uh, you know, we're one pitch away from getting out of that, John. And, and we give up the base hit and all of a sudden we're down two to nothing. So, you know, we talked to t- about Trey Han earlier. Uh, I thought Trahan did a great job for us. Uh, you know, I hope we can continue to see that because that will be a, a big lift for us out of the bullpen that that we need to see. So, you know, we had several guys that got in there and saw some action this weekend. And certainly moving forward, they they will get some more.
1: What do you like about this team? Obviously, it's early in the year. But as you look at this Golden Eagle team as a whole, what do you kind of like about the the pieces of this team?
4: Well, you know, I like the leadership within the clubhouse because we return a lot from last year's team. I think we returned 20 uh, guys from last year. Twelve of those saw significant action. You know, the other eight – played sparingly or, or redshirted but you know within those 12 I think there's great leadership. It's mostly on the uh, on the position player side but you know that's what I like the most is we return a lot of experience. Uh, you know right now we're five and two and we played the first four games really really well. And the last three games, you know, we got beat by an opponent that played better than us over the weekend.
1: Well, you saw some of that experience in that game on uh, Sunday. Danny Lynch, the old veteran down there at third base, a big home run that really kind of got the Eagles back in that ballgame.
4: Yeah, you know, and, and uh, unfortunately, we were down nine to nothing. But we were able to uh, to scratch for, for three runs there off his home run and then later scored on a wild pitch, I think, maybe in that next inning in the seventh. But You know, had runners on and and had we in there in the uh, eighth and ninth. And had we been able to scratch at that point, you know, we're only down five runs and the wind's blowing out. It's a hitter's hitter's day. But, you know, once again, we created the opportunities with runners on base. We just didn't capitalize with those hits that gave us gave us those opportunities to score the runs.
1: Talk uh, a little bit about uh, pitching as a whole. What do you like about this pitching staff?
4: Well, to be determined. Be honest with you. Uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, you know, through through seven games, we've got a 4.85 ERA. That's not what we've been seeing, you know, here. Uh, and, and you know, and I don't know if it's fair to to go off last year. Last year was the best staff. I've been doing this now thirty. This is my thirty ninth year, John. That was the best staff that I've ever been a part of. You know, you're looking at a staff that was 748 strikeouts to 189 walks. I mean, that's that's impressive. Uh, but, you know, losing five of those guys that could have come back created a huge, huge hole and, and void in our staff that of now, which created a bunch of unknowns and we we still have to figure them out. So it's not that I don't like our staff. It's just a matter of being able to figure out who is going to be those that 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 deserve to be out there and want to be out there and give you a chance to win uh, when, when when you put them out there.
1: Visiting with our head baseball coach, Scott Berry, as we go inside Southern Miss Athletics. All right, never an easy week, and this is a tough week for the Eagles, a Tuesday ball game that's Mississippi State, and then uh, Dallas Baptist, one of the best teams in the country, comes in here this weekend.
4: Yeah, our next five games are going to be tough. You know, we have State, Dallas Baptist, who's 7-0, and this weekend. Then we go to Oxford next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. So it's going to be a real challenging next seven days for sure. But first up is Mississippi State. They took two out of three at home against Arizona State. Arizona State kind of made them like it on Friday night. I think they won 13-4, to but then State turned around and won Saturday and then won big 16-3 to to win that series. So, you know, they're they're always going to be a, a, a real challenge. You know, last year they had an off year. That doesn't happen very often up there at, in Startville, So – Big challenge for us. Visiting with our head baseball
1: coach, Coach Scott Berry, as uh, we go inside Southern Miss Athletics, heading down the stretch with Scott on the podcast today. Talk about, let's just talk about the game of college baseball. What what do you like you're seeing in a way of changes, maybe in college baseball, or or how has it changed the last few years?
4: Well, the changes I like is that the administration and programs are investing in their, their facilities, they're upgrading which is, is making it more fan friendly. It's making fans want to come watch college baseball. You know, the things that I probably don't like, but you know, I have to adjust and get used to is all the rules changes. You know, I I'm not a fan of the the pitch clock and all that stuff. I don't I I just think that's not been a part of the game. I told my wife this morning if somebody doesn't want to sit there and watch a game for three and a half hours, then go home. You know, if you don't want to. I mean there's a lot of people that do. And uh but I don't think that you know i think we do a lot of things and then we offset it with like replays where it takes 3 and 4 minutes to get a replay right so i mean you you counter it and and it brings it back to where we're back to the same old thing so you know i'm i'm not in favor of all the rule changes that happen every year uh, that they come out with something new but you know like i said we've got to adjust to it and and adapt and that's what we'll do w- whether you like it or not that's the rules you gotta play by and that's what we'll do.
1: I agree with you. I think the people who are true baseball fans you know, it doesn't matter to them if it's four and a half hours or three hours and fifteen minutes, as long as it's a well played game, they enjoy being at the ballpark.
4: <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing, the people in the roost, they don't want a two hour game. <laughs> they, they want to enjoy the roost spot for four hours or whatever. So uh but yeah, you know, I think uh I think a lot of these rules are um I don't, I'm not crazy about them, but you know we'll we'll do what they tell us. All
1: right, Sun Belt Conference play is a ways down the uh, the road, but as you kind of keep track of that, like you used to keep track of conference USA, what sort of stood out maybe the first couple of weeks in the Sun Belt?
4: Well, you know I think they're playing pretty good as a whole from what I'm seeing. You know, uh, I think South Alabama didn't have a good weekend this weekend, but everybody at Texas State I think dropped two out of three to to Oral Roberts. But Lafayette took care of business over there. Coastal, I think, maybe dropped two out of three. Old Dominion did fine. Georgia Southern did fine. Troy, I think, is undefeated at 7-0. and oh. They're playing good baseball. So, you know, I think as a whole, I think, uh, I think our league is, is, is doing pretty well.
1: Not, not anything against Conference USA, but there just seems to be more interest amongst the fans in the Sunbelt Conference cities than there ever was in Conference USA.
4: Yeah, I would think that you're probably right on that. And for whatever reason that is, I really don't know. But I know that the, the baseball fraternity in both those leagues are really, really good. We're all very close. And and I'll be closer with the Sun Belt after knowing there's a few of these guys that I have never met before. Uh, but, but I'll be, uh, be glad to, to – get to know them a lot because baseball people are good people. But, you know, I know that in our meetings in August, our our head coaches meetings, it was run very, very professional, and you could tell there was an emphasis on baseball when when I left there and those Sunbelt meetings.
1: Uh, those of us who have been around college baseball for a long time, I think my, myself included, get excited about, I think, the interest in it. I mean, it's you, know, you turn on ESPN, you turn on one of the sports stations, you see either talking about college baseball, maybe there's a game on. That's been good for the game. The game's really grown.
4: It has, you know, and the more exposure that we've, we're getting, of course, ESPN Plus and Here Before Long, ESPN 3 will start kicking in games and and it's bringing it into the house and it's making people appreciate and like and like the game of college baseball a lot more all right
1: hey thanks as always for the visit best of luck this week and uh, we'll see you next time Thank you, John. All right, Coach Scott Barry, head coach of our baseball Golden Eagles, nice enough to take us inside Southern Miss Athletics. Thanks, as always, to our Director of Athletics, Jeremy McLean, for sitting down with us earlier in the show. Also to head women's softball coach here at Southern Miss, Natalie Poole, and, again, head baseball coach, Scott Barry. Until we meet you again next time, John Cox, as always, reminding you of the three essentials of happiness, something to do, something to love, something to hope for. Hope to have you with us next time as we go inside... Southern Miss Athletics.